Hello, everyone, and thank you for clicking on the Digital Selling Secrets Podcast. In this podcast, we interview Kasia Robinson, and we discuss how to find your ideal client. As you can imagine, there's clients you want to have and some clients you don't want to have because they can affect your business and they can affect you personally. So after this one-minute intro, we'll get into the interview. But the reality is we're human and when we're on social media and we're only seeing the highlight reel, when something human pops up, something relatable, something vulnerable, that builds trust. Then what I have to do is offer them something that has a high enough perceived value to overcome their desire to not get pitched or spammed or bothered or annoyed. I have to go on a gut level first and foremost, what sells me? How do we take some of the repetitive, quote unquote, bureaucratic tasks out of the hands of the rep and automate those to free up time for them to spend selling? How can we create a place where it's positive, where there's nothing but motivation, education, and inspiration? And how can we do it consistently? Five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining the Digital Selling Secrets podcast. On this podcast, we talk about sales leadership and digital transformation and today we have a very special guest but first off I want to welcome um, my co-host Jerry Manicrote and our guest uh, Keisha Robinson. Keisha thank you for joining us this morning. Absolutely thanks so much for having me. Yeah absolutely so, so we've talked a little bit uh, earlier this week and I've looked at your LinkedIn profile phenomenal uh, profile she's had a her own consulting business for eight years MBA from Wharton and uh, we had a very interesting conversation, but, but I don't want to take your thunder. Uh, you, you mind uh, telling us and those that are, are viewing in a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I come out of the investment business originally. So I was in finance, spent, well, my undergrad degree is in science. So I've kicked around a, a few different things, but I spent over a decade in finance. And uh, one day I was like sitting alone in my office with my spreadsheets looking at writing this 40 page research paper. I covered the utility industry, which I'll tell you, every business is interesting for six months to a year. And I was a couple of years in and I was looking at the rest of my career and I just couldn't take it anymore. So I, uh, I, was, I, I got myself out of that job, um, obviously took some time and people were great. They treated me very well on the way out. And then I immediately just started looking for the things to do, turned around a friend's small business and that was a great experience because I understood that exactly how much work went into running a small business. Um, but I, I left that after a year, then I started doing all these other consulting projects and I was kind of like a brain for hire, right? I love to learn. So I was wandering around going like, well, I'm really smart, give me something to do. And so I get these consulting projects, but again, everything's interesting for six months to a year. I did a big bank regulatory project, super interesting. And then I get to the end of it and you know, the turnaround, they go, so do you just, you wanna work in bank regulation for the rest of your life? And I'm like, absolutely not. So I moved through and I kept moving into these different consulting jobs and kind of building that practice out. And what I began to realize is the projects that really worked were the ones where I was really integrated with the owner of the business. Where somebody had skin in the game, they really wanted this business to succeed. And they really wanted to leverage their own skills. So I was there to kind of help them take their talent and, and really expand their own leadership style at the same time as bringing that consulting and finance background as to like, how does a business actually run? What do you need to get ready? You know, I don't do brand consulting, but what do you need to be ready to talk to a brand consultant? 
um, I don't do your books, but what do you need to be ready to do to engage with a, a really a higher level bookkeeper or with a bigger accounting firm? So that's kind of how I crafted into this hybrid of working on uh, both coaching and consulting and also how I kind of narrowed in that I like to work with smaller business owners who are looking to level up, right? They know they're playing small ball. They just don't know how to take it to the next level. So that's kind of how I got here. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. And one thing you said that I think people that are tuning in really need to think about it's so easy to get caught up on the shiny objects that are out there and the mm -hmm. tactics. I, I do the same thing, especially when it comes to marketing, you know, getting caught up on, Hey, how do you do Facebook ads? How do you do? Uh, it, so there's all the, all these um, things you can learn how to do, but until you understand that, that foundation of what do you want your business to really want? What, what do you want your business really to be? Mm -hmm. And then who do your clients, who do you, who do you want your clients to be as well? And um, that's something that's hard for me to do. I'm, I'm sure it's hard for others to do mm -hmm. because you just want to go. You just want to start doing things. Absolutely. And um, Keisha, would you, would you mind telling us a little bit about, um, I know you and I talked about it a little bit, um, about going after the right types of clients. What do you do to work with, a, whether it's a business owner, maybe a sales professional, to make mm -hmm. sure they're going after the right types of clients? Well, one thing I do is I start, I always say, who do you want to do business with? And that's really relevant right now because when times get tough, right, we start thinking every dollar, we just start going, any client is a good client. Every client is like gold. And I've had very successful people tell me that, right? And I'll go, okay, well, tell me about your target market, right? Who do you want to do this? And they'll say something like, well, you know, I offer digital marketing services to mid-sized law firms, right? In my, in the new, I'm in New England, so maybe in New England, right? And I'm like, awesome, great. Tell me about your worst client. We're like, and guess what? As you're getting through that conversation, it was a mid-sized law firm, right? In their target market. And so I started to understand that there were two dimensions, right? One is to narrow in on like, what's your service? And then generally, what's that target look like? How much, you know, what size are they? What revenue? Maybe what number of employees? This is if you're doing business to business. Um, even if you're doing business to consumer, you're going to kind of generally build out an understanding of who you're going for. And then the second wave is about like, who's going to be a good client? Who's going to be a good customer? You're bringing them a gift, right? You put a lot of energy and time into your product. You put a lot of energy and time into your service. So this is a gift that you're going to bring to somebody who is going to value it, right? You're going to do an amazing job for them, but they better be somebody who's then going to pay you for it. That's what's important, right? Is that this is an exchange and it's not transactional in that sense because you're bringing your whole, you know, all of your talent to them. And they should be also rewarding you in the non-monetary ways, like being good to you, treating you well, making referrals on your behalf, right? Those are the things that you're looking for. And I just started to realize that so many business owners I dealt with um, and salespeople didn't have that understanding. They were thinking entirely of, you know, what is, you know, what am I, what keywords am I searching for, right? What keywords should go into my ads? And they weren't really thinking a lot about what do I do as I get these leads? How do I qualify them to make sure that this is going to be a positive experience? So that's yes. something that I started to build out kind of a, some exercises and some work with people to really help them understand who they wanted to do business with. That is so true. Um, and, and just to make sure I'm, I'm pronouncing your name right. Kezia, right? Kezia. Kezia. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, what you said is so true, especially with sales professionals. Um, they get, 
think it's so exciting. I mean, it's, I, I know me as a sales professional, I, I'm still a sales professional at heart, but um, I mean, I guess everybody's always selling to some, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. <laughs> selling ideas or excuses or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, but man, so somebody asked you for a proposal and you was like, okay, I'll, I'll put it together. But you don't know if that is a client you really want to do business. What's that lifetime value of that client? Right. Are they just going to soak up all your time and your or, or, and profitability and, Right. Um, and, and really and, cause problems for your business. And energy. Like I, I do customer profitability with people and I'm like, you know, you, you'll put in the time, you'll put in the money. And especially sometimes if you're in sales and you don't have to, you're not the, you're the finder, but not the minder. So you don't have to actually deliver the service. This is something that you won't realize, right? Except that you will have a better service or product to deliver and to sell if you do get on board with this. So I'll do customer profitability and we look at your the time, right? And the sort of dollar rate per the, for that time. We look at the dollars that you're going to earn, right? The gross margin or whatever you're pulling in from them. And then we look at the mental and emotional energy, right? And I, I'll be like, when you get off the phone with that person, do you want to pick up the phone and make four more calls? Or do you want to take a walk to the coffee, you know, go complain to somebody like, you know, you need a break because they've been exhausting for you. And to ask that question, not of just, but also the people who deliver the service, also the customer service people, because what you're starting to do is suck the energy out of your entire kind of service chain, right? And when you do that, how it, you start to burn people out. So one bad client I've found with my clients usually is as much, is more, number one, is almost more energy in any way, but you could get three or four good clients with the energy investment there. And then the time and the money follow. Kezia, that's very interesting that you're saying, and I I want to link it to what you said earlier about it's not a transactional thing that you're doing here. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course, you want a customer to to pay you, but to your points, the points here is that that customer is not just uh, money for service, it, there's the whole thing that we often as salespeople don't, you know, you're looking at that, that end goal. I need to make my number right. as opposed to how much actually time effort, um, uh, personnel effort and mental effort is going into yeah. completing that sale without. And many times we often forget that I was just coaching another team member uh, of mine from my real job or day job. And, about the same thing is how much effort they were putting in, and at the end of at the end of it, are we truly getting ret- uh, returns on our investment here? Mm-hmm. And that's really the question. I, I mean, I look at it. So I come out of finance, and you guys are in sales. Like, what's the return on your energy invested? And you can do that for tasks and for these and for clients relation, and, and even for employees and other peer relationships. And I've had clients where sometimes it's the client, you know, their client isn't the problem, but they're trying to play them out of position. Mm. So your client is a, is a, is looking like I had a, someone who did digital marketing. And I was like that client who was their largest client, but the client was a commodity purchaser. They didn't really think that digital marketing was that they knew they were supposed to do it. Somebody told them they were supposed to do it. Right. So they had hired it. And they were just like, we want you to post some pictures here. We want you to do that. Blah, blah. It was, you know, it didn't really matter what the quality of the photos were. It doesn't really matter what the quality of the content was. Like they just didn't see it as that important. 